J&J. He's Justin. That's Jared. Two leashed dads that get together to discuss life while chained to their everyday responsibilities like supporting our families. How you doing, man? Oh my goodness. Talk about a headache this evening. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got the feeling that uh, it's a bit uh, tense in your household right now. Ah, tension. No, it's just one child. One child right now is just causing havoc as we go through here and not not bad havoc just concerns for himself and thinking that we need to necessarily take care of it but no we're good i think it's all all taken care of right now um other than that i'm pretty good how, how's how are you this evening i'm all right uh the kids are on a rampage started at like five didn't eat their dinner it was just nonstop fighting and arguing. So, uh, and my wife had gotten up super early this morning. So I was just uh, taking care of household items while she was kind of just resting on the couch, trying to keep oh, the demons at bay. Uh, and then, so I started <laughs> laundry. <laughs> I started laundry the, today, and then I kind of finished that. And then I started a project this afternoon while Nat, while she was upstairs. Uh, doing a project with uh, painting some boards for gifts for her family. Ooh. So that should be nice. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so my project was I started painting the basement when we moved into the house because when we moved in here, it was graffiti on every single wall in the basement. It's just not vulgar or anything. Just they let their kids come down here with markers, pens, paint, spray paint, you name it, and just go mm. nuts. On every single wall in the basement. So I've been painting it since then and uh, just doing touch-up stuff here and there. And uh, I kind of just got into a groove. I, I replaced the dryer hose, people. Public service announcement. Replace your dryer hose. Jared replaced his dryer every hose year. and it helped tremendously. What? I'm just saying you replaced your dryer hose and it helped tremendously. Well, it's not that it helped. It's, pre it's fire prevention, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I, I pulled the old one off, and I saw how gunked up it was with lint. I was like, holy crap. Mm. So I went out and bought a new hose. And hey, did you ever find out was a how often you should do that? When, like, how often you should replace the hose? The fire people say a year. Every year you should replace mm. it, or at least clean it out every year. And I haven't done that both in three to four years. So, Ooh, you were cutting it close there. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, other than that, so yeah, oh, I'm so good. I'm just kind of relaxing here. <laughs> that's a, so it sounds like you had a busy week, um, you know, or I not did. week, but busy day. Uh, you know, yeah. I guess here tonight we're here to talk about family activities. But if, as usual, go ahead, Jared. Tell me about your week. How how was your week leading up to tonight? Uh, it was long. It felt really, really long, and that mainly was because I had mixed up my schedules to go into the office because we had an office get-together for Thanksgiving on Wednesday, so I went in Wednesday and Thursday <laughs> instead of Tuesday and Thursday. No. Uh, so, and, and I'm on the... Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm on the committee to, well, quote-unquote, I'm on it, but I help out with setting up the stuff for the fun committee at, at work and um <laughs> yeah i i i'm really passionate about making sure that our office family is 
enjoying themselves and not wrapped up in work and drama within the office walls. And it's good to get together and have a nice long lunch with people you may not have talked to in a while. Because we have a big office, and some people are remote, some people just never show up and work from home anyway. So it's good to see people that I haven't seen in a yeah. while. Um, so other than that, so it's kind of like, running so around. So everybody there is hybrid then? Yeah. Yeah. We have, I don't think there's one nice. employee. Well, there are maybe a handful of employees that are a hundred percent in the office, but that's only because that's their job. They have, it's like service support, okay. printing, making binders and whatnot and stuff. So that, you know, they have to be there every day for that. Other than that, then on my way home Thursday, Thursday was a bit of a wonky weather day. It was like snowing off and on. Sometimes it was heavy, sometimes it was not. And then I had to drop a pumpkin pie off to my father-in-law because he's going hunting this weekend and wanted to have a pie to take with him. So my wife made him a pie and I drove to Racine after work. And dropped it off, and then drove home in an off and on blizzard condition snowstorm. So it was great. <laughs> oh wow, Justin, how's your you week? To to... Oh, nothing eventful like that. You know, I am, I myself am a hundred percent remote. So when it comes to working, it is never going to be coming to the office. So okay, you talk about your you talk about your, talk about your uh, activities and whatnot, but. We don't actually get to do that, um, just because we're so far we're so far away from each other in a sense, uh, which it's it's not bad. It just I think it takes out the fun there. Um, nothing nothing really eventful happened throughout the work throughout the work week or anything like that. Um, although at the end of it, I mean I tried to I tried to take off uh, last week Friday, just for like a reset kind of so to speak. Uh, as sometimes you need those need that um for sure but i never i didn't get it off because one of my other coworkers had already asked off and oh would it's not bad if if it would have been a coworker that didn't have to or that could do the job i do um because we both are assigned to this thing called the development accounts uh where it's we receive request to make quotes or um sending quotes for customers if she didn't take off i would have been able to have off but since her and i are the only two that actually work on it one of us had to be there to take in those quotes if she you know so for example we have three people on the team now if if she didn't take off and the other guy took off there wouldn't have been a problem it just would have been one person working the entire day whereas she had to take off or she took off so she could go do start her vacation early essentially because she's out of the office all week this week upcoming week but every you know pretty uneventful honestly uh except for except for friday so it was it was just kind of weird um a lot of things were going on and whatnot but uh saturday nothing too per you know it's kind of sad because I thought this week would have been fun. Um, although the kids got to go outside a little bit and play in the snow, thankfully. Made some snowmen. Played outside with them for a little bit. Other than that, yeah, we're here now, recapping the week. <laughs> right. And I did miss something. It was Natalie and I's anniversary yesterday. So 
Congratulations. We took out. We yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Six six years. We uh, dropped the kids off in uh, kind of like a an air a parents' house who live on the way to this really really nice mm-hmm. Wisconsin traditional supper club mm. called Rupp Keys and Chilton. Uh, take a couple of country roads to get there, but uh, we usually go there on really special occasions. We actually have not been there since I graduated college, so eight years ago. And well, um, that's kind of funny. It was nice to. You just mentioned that you got, you know. But this year we wanted to just, you know, go as far as possible out of town just to get away. Gotcha. And it was delicious. I had a nice steak, and we are cutting back on meat, so it was really nice to have a good cut of meat. We both had steaks and uh, Spoiled a cocktails. A yeah, you know, had some grasshoppers for dessert and a cup of coffee and got home by 9 and watched – TV together, kind of just fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> there, you. and you didn't have to worry about the kids either because they just stayed stayed the night, right? No, uh, with our youngest you not sleeping through the night. Yeah, we just picked them up on our way home, and then we uh, wanted to because it'd be nice. We haven't had a night away since you know in four years. Definitely fair. I think it's hard when you it's hard that just in general when you're trying to do that with somebody or you know that one of your children doesn't sleep through the night, you don't want to put it on. Even even if they are family and they've gone through it because they raised you or another sibling, for example, that right? But they're not they don't want to go through it. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to put them through it because it's they don't it's not really their responsibility. They're responsible right. they're responsible for, you know, hey, can you watch the kids for me for a little bit while I go do something? Oh sure. And then their responsibility overall is feed them with sugar and give them back. <laughs> right. No, that's but. that's fair. And then, so another tip for all you listeners out there, this is just one of the sacrifices that you have to make as a, as a parent. And if you don't, that's fine. If you don't care that your parents have to deal with a kid that doesn't sleep through the night, to each his own. Go for it. But, mm. you know, I just, I don't want to be a jerk to my parents. Not saying that you're a jerk. I'm just saying that... Um, just trying to be considerate to all parties involved. We'll have our time. Oh, We're yeah. young. I'm you sure know. It's not like the world's going to end tomorrow, you know. Well, knock on wood. <laughs> oh, you never so, know. Um, now, yeah. the only thing I can say for a fact, though, is you can say, hey, by the way, your granddaughter doesn't sleep through the night. You can always you can always leave it up to them, right? If they want to still watch the kids for the night, or you just be like, "Hey, she hasn't been she doesn't sleep through the night yet. We don't want to necessarily put you through that, so we'll pick her pick them up once we're done." And that's what we said. And that's what you did, yeah, yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> Which is fair. But then again, if they say, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just go home, have some lone time together," right? Then you go, "Okay, maybe maybe we do leave them alone." <laughs> <laughs> leave them with grandma yeah, and grandpa. Yeah, but then us being worrying parents, we're sitting there not enjoying our time alone, focused on what's happening at the grandparents' house. Mm, okay, okay. That's a hard one to combat. I can't fight that one because I think I've done it once or twice here as well. But at the same time, I let it go. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like I never thought I'd be time. that person. Now, granted, I guess it might be a little different for me. Because I am literally 15 minutes away from my grand, my parents' house. Whereas you guys... I don't, oh, yeah. I can't remember how... Half an hour, it's like, 25 You guys minutes. still have to drive. Yeah, half hour, 25 minutes. Which isn't really that big of a deal. 
foot in the middle of the night, I don't think I'd want to make an hour trip. Whereas a half hour right. trip, whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, so, but that, you know, that is, that is what it is. Um, you know, kudos, kudos to you though, sir, for going out, having a good time and then still taking them, bring them home and then still having that time to, cause I'm sure it was still late enough. Right. Were you able to do that? So yeah. again, congratulations or happy, happy belated anniversary at that point. Um, thank you, best you man. Had fun. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. It was a good time. So, uh, yeah. Hey, so how about it? That's an activity, right? It may not necessarily be a family activity, but you can consider it a family activity because you it's and a husband your wife, activity. You and Nat, it's a husband and wife activity. It, it's. I think that's a great start, segue, in a sense, onto the activities. Not, portion of the show right here yes. we want to talk about some family activities you can do you know i kind of like what we did mention la- or last week here where we did actually talk about finding ways to come together as a family or find common ground with other people inside your family so i wanted to you know talk a little bit about what or we <laughs> wanted to talk about some family activities here um that can actually help establish uh, a great bond, a family time kind of thing, or something you can start doing maybe on a weekly basis. Doesn't have to be daily by any means, but just something you can do to keep that bond going, strengthen strengthen that relationship with your family, um, whoever it may be. I'll take the floor to start. That way we can give Jared some. Go for it, man. Time. I don't know, <laughs> but family activities, right? And this is it's always going to change based on how you are. Where you're at with your age, with your children, if you have children, um, and their ages, okay? It, I'm trying to find the fine balance between, let's say you have a family of six. I don't know. It's very difficult to find a balance, especially if you've got a 12-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 4-year-old, or 3-year-old, or whatever. Just like a wide range. Um, trying to find something that they all can do together is very difficult. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe you don't have to do something like that, or you try to be all in the same vicinity. That way, it still counted. I would count it as a family activity because you guys are all in the same room. Then at that point, where you can have that closeness. Um, so really, you know, a really good activity we like to do here. This is kind of a lazy activity, right? Uh, but watch some TV shows together. Uh, we do now, okay, dinner, right? You always have dinner together or try to have dinner together possibly, right? Um, so what we do during dinner is we like to sit down and watch TV and granted, it's probably going to be a show that, uh, Sam or I pick, but at the same time, you know, we're still together watching this show. Um, and in, you know, just enjoying that close family time together, uh, where w- we may not just necessarily watch it, but we may have a conversation during it as well uh, because we want to talk about what's going on uh, during the show or uh, just from random things that do come up as well. So, you know, that's that's one of the activities we like to do. Um, hey, w- so right now, Jared, what are some what's one activity you like to do or have tried to incorporate into your fa- into your life? Well, I like the TV thing because that's what we do as well. We try not to eat dinner and watch TV at the same time just for the sake of the mess. Again, mm. I have a two and four year old. 
uh, so it's easier to keep the mess in one room instead of two. But we do watch a lot of stuff together as a family, whether that be kids' movies. Nine times out of ten, if it's a Friday or Saturday night, Natalie and I just search through all of the subscriptions we have just to try to find a kid-friendly family movie that we haven't <laughs> seen, which is difficult, by the way. Because you don't want to just land on something and it end up being shitty. I don't want that. <laughs> so it's a bit of a process. But like you said, it's when we're all together, we're mainly on the couch just together. But I did want to eventually get into board games as we have a big collection of those in our house and have for many years before my stepson moved out. We had uh, afternoons where we'd play Monopoly and listen to records and whatnot. And now that he's gone, I don't really have that opportunity now. It is hard with eventually... a four, or two, a four and two-year-old. I agree. Yeah. I'm waiting to see if Candyland is an option for the older kid. Just because she knows her colors, she can count... So I'm guessing that'll be a good game to start off soon. You agree? Do right, your so kids play that? any board games or? Uh, we do uh, from time to time, actually. And I was going to say, what's stopping you from teaching your two-year-old Candyland? I mean, there's a... I just don't think she'd see, get it. See, there's there's a thing called patience you have to have, right? Um, right. Granted, okay. I don't ha- so you're fo- Justin, you're- I don't have that. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> patience, it is the problem. Man. Didn't you learn patience is a virtue? If you don't have that when you're trying to play board games with children, you're never. It's they're gonna lose that patience as well. Um, no. So there have been some board games out there where I've played. Uh, not some. I mean, my nine year old doesn't really necessarily play the board games that he, you know, like these little kid ones. But from time to time, they will. Okay. Um. There's this one called, like, uh, Chicken Farm or something like that. Uh, it's – so the the mother chicken or the hen uh, is gone from the farm or whatever, and you have to collect the eggs and then get them all back uh, to the coop or whatever. Uh, but then you have – you it's like a little spinning kind of thing. It's like, it's like a Hi-Ho Cheerio. Do you remember Hi-Ho Cheerio? Where all you had to yeah, I, I do. pick the I cherries didn't... off the tree. Right. I we had the game, but I don't know if I played it to its fullest extent when I was a oh. kid. I just mainly played with the cherries. Yeah, see, that's that's the fun thing, right? Um, no, so it's kind of like that. You you spin, and then if you, I think it's land on a space or something. You get you get to pick some up. If you land on a. If you spin it and you land on the animal, you can pick the eggs up, and then I think you get, like, a bonus two or something like that. I don't remember huh. the game. I've only played it, like, once, a f- you know, once to the actual way it's supposed to be played. Other than that, it's gone out the window. Um, but there are definitely some board games out there. Uh, the one that uh, my little kids like to play right now is Mr. Mouth. Mr. Mouth is a good game. That's that's the frog, right? Yep, that's the frog that goes around um, and goes... Yep. 
Uh, now, granted, okay, so we have we've had the game. We don't have the battery for it because it's like a C battery. We have D batteries, um, but we don't have the C batteries, so it causes it causes trouble. Um, so we're not playing it to the fullest that it could be played to. Um, my youngest ones, my five-year-old and three-year-old, and myself like to play it, and we'll just pick or pick up the flies and just fling them into the mouth. Uh, not not it's like Maybe a little graphical here, but half the head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> because remember if it's not rotating. Right. Remember Mousetrap? Do you ever play Mousetrap as a kid? Oh my god, I love Mousetrap. That's a great activity. That was fun building it. I had I think I had more fun building it than just actually playing it. I mean, granted, that my, was the point of the game, right? Right. My wife and I always see ads because I watch vintage I this is this is me, but I always watch vintage ads on youtube from the 90s and 80s and stuff vintage mm-hmm. i know but uh they always have advertisements for games i <laughs> and you know in growing up they always had the ads for the games mousetrap and a few yep. other like don't wake daddy i love don't wake oh daddy my God. that was my don't that was my daddy. jam but oh, natalie and i we never played mousetrap we just set it up and then by that point <laughs> it was just the interest <laughs> was gone so yeah but i'm glad you played it because i because we sure as hell didn't yeah i always played it with my parents um when we were doing some board games don't wake daddy was a fun activity when i was visiting hell yeah in visiting family down in milwaukee uh my grandparents um they had the game uh, we never had it though like we didn't actually own it we took it from them when they moved out of their house and into like a senior living home Okay. Um. So they n- didn't necessarily need them, but they we uh, yeah, we took it from them. Um, I, I still love that, and if I can get the kids to play it right, that'd be fun. Uh, but no, there's definitely some other games out there. Uh, some of the some of the games that we can get the older kids to play is more like Uno. Oh yeah, classic and, and they classic <laughs> classic. Classic, yeah. It, I mean. Come on now, they have like Uno Attack and just all those other Unos out there, and so much, so many Uno games out there. You can't even keep track of them anymore. But um, that's always a fun one. Uh, I've taught the older ones to play BS or bullshit. <laughs> oh, the card game. Yep. <laughs> that was that's nice. fun to teach them, especially when you're playing with like some friends and or like older friends, and it's like he's just gonna call them out every single time. And, you know, granted, they might be telling the truth or whatnot. Uh, at one point, you can catch a pattern. It's like, I'm just going to throw down a card, and it's not even right. <laughs> so he's, like, calling bullshit, and they have to pick up the entire pile um, and whatnot. But it, it's just kind of funny knowing that uh, there are some of those games out there. Um, the one game I would love to get people into or family into is Cribbage. My wife and I like to play that. That's a good family activity. You need, you need you need to teach me that. I you don't know how to play cribbage. I don't, and I I even have a I even have a board. I do. I have, but I never learned how to play it. No. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get together and play it uh, sometime because it's it does take a little bit. It's it's counting, but the count I I don't want to say the counting is difficult. It's just sometimes you forget certain combinations. Like the main, okay. the main counting is to fifteen, um, 
So your c- most common one that you're going to want to try to add up is like your five and tens. You're like your five, ten, your five, ten, five, jack, five, queen, five, king. Um, you can even do like a five, eight and two. So like, you know, so many combinations out there that you sometimes forget about um, or like your seven, eights. So but when it comes to the multi card 15, that kind of, I don't want to say it goes out the window. You just don't necessarily remember to always count it because you're too busy trying to find things like pairs or runs of threes or fours or your flush or whatever um but no that's you know that's a fun two to three person game uh that you can play with people um other than that i mean there's not a lot of board games i do actually play more play now we've tried candleland once which wasn't too bad um i think i think you're right it's a hard one to actually have patience with. Uh, shoots and ladders. That was fun. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I think if you try to get the younger ones to sit down and play the game, it's not do you lose patience. It's, okay, it's a time thing, right? How soon are you going to lose patience versus how soon are they going to lose interest in the game? I well, it depends. Right? That that's a good point. That's a good point because I can usually last if I put myself in my Zen mode. I can last until they lose interest, and then when they lose interest, I get kind of hurt, and I want them to continue playing, and then I get frustrated because they're done, and then it just ends. Essentially, so they have two. It's like a it's a dual sided board, right? Uh, the first okay. One side is uh, actually has the words on it, and it you know it's kind of like the actual Scrabble where you pick up tiles or draw tiles, but then you got to still spell the word. Okay. So, um, or spell what you can, I guess, at that point. But then the other side is like an actual Scrabble. Like now you are playing for actual points and whatnot. Um, now, granted, I think the scrabble word has the words on it you know it's a great way to learn how to spell or teach you how to spell but at the same time it is i don't know i don't know i don't know how you necessarily keep track of points at that point so i think you actually go like around a board or something like that because they have like little figurines that you have rather than just oh like oh this word is worth eight points or ten points because you have a q and two letters one letter words or one letter letters um one point letters that's what it is i can't speak tonight anymore it's like i've been talking all day not um just imagine if we were talking on like a during a weekday being on after being on the phone for like eight hours <laughs> i'd actually probably be better at that than i am right now because <laughs> i would have had practice oh, okay, instead of fine <laughs> not on weekends, I barely speak complete I don't know. sentences. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is shut off like it should be. That's okay. Right. Maybe that, you know, no, we're not going to change the schedule at all by any means. Uh, I can't do that to myself. I don't think I could do that to you either. Um, I, I do like where the time is at right now. So Yeah, either way. Um, no, so other family activities. I know board games are always a great way to try to bond with kids. Um or other family members. I mean, if you ever visit family, um, it's awesome. I know that's a great way to bond with 
family too by visiting other family members like going over and spending a sunday evening or dinner time right i don't know if you ever do that um yeah going over to like your parents house and watch not necessarily watching tv i mean i used to do this all the time watch football on sundays with my parents or uh, oh that's nice watch football watch football with my uh my wife's aunt it's in law (laughs) at that point Aunt-in-law. Um, well, so. Aunt-in-law. Um, I like it's, that. Uh, you know, I, I just came up with it. I mean, what is she technically? She is my wife's That's aunt what she is. I just never heard it before. <laughs> yeah. I, I just came up with it on the spot. So if, it, <laughs> I'm, if it's a real thing, awesome. I, but, you know, it's not often that you hear it, right? Right. You just go, oh, you just call her your aunt in that sense. Um but it's my my wife's aunt um so my aunt-in-law <laughs> but uh no so we'll do that and then normally like if we were at my parents they would we would probably order out like get a pizza or something so the kid you know we can all have something that we all enjoy uh my my aunt-in-law will do d- different types of meals as well uh Commonly, we'll do like a chicken rice meal, which is actually really, really good. Um, and it, it's just simply you put a chicken in like a little um, crock pot, put the rice in it as well, let it kind of all cook up as in the over mm. like a 30-minute period or whatever, um, and go from there. And then you have it, and it's all covered in gravy too, so it's just like mm. phenomenal. Now, granted, I ha- we do like we've done like the frozen meal kind of thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where we get the turkey and or like the it's a turkey and gravy. You throw it in the oven for like uh, forty five minutes to an hour or whatever, and then you also do the rice. You just what you know make the ready or minute minute rice or whatever, uh, and we go from there. So that's you know <laughs> one thing. But I I like the idea of getting together with family members. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, that actually, I yeah, would say, kind of got ruined because um, we—that was like a weekly thing, right? Every other week, we'd go to the other uh, side's house. Um, but then, the wonderful world of COVID struck, uh, so everybody oh, yeah. stopped doing things like that. Um, and then we just never really got back into it, or we tried, and then we just never did uh, because it was work related in a sense where i just didn't necessarily go over to one place versus the other house because truthfully guess where i'd probably go most of the time i'd probably go over to my parents house but it's not like i wouldn't go over to my aunt-in-law's house either um it's easy (laughs) i guess right it's kind of like a bias thing right so uh other than that i mean some other family activities um going outside playing outside going to a park um we do that every now and then. Normally, when the weather is nice, uh, we like to go to a park um, where we'll just let the kids run around, uh, zip line around, whatnot. Um, so I just—it's nice to get out of the house during that time. Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, what are, what are some outside activities you like to do as family? Because 
I think it's critical not to just be cooped up in the house all day, even on the weekends. Like, I know you said you had projects earlier that you were doing, um, but you find out sometimes those projects take longer, and then all of a sudden you're like, your day's wasted. Right. So, I mean, how do you – I mean, okay, that's one thing. Or do you take breaks from your – when you need to take a break from the project and you'll return to it another time, what do you do outside? Uh, you, we go what, for walks. What, what would you well, like to do well, with the girls? In winter. Not in winter, but ob- obviously not winter. We no, you don't would take, take... Walks in the winter. No, no, that does not sound fun. But in spring, summer, and fall, we do like to take walks. Uh, we haven't recently this past season, just because we've been so mentally drained from all this other stuff that's going on uh, at work. Uh, so it's. It, we need to be more diligent about taking the time to do that kind of stuff with our kids because they like doing it. And another reason why we kind of stopped is because they got a mindset where I'm not riding in the stroller. I'm too big. I want to walk. Okay, well, you're two. Okay. And I don't trust <laughs> you from going out into the road and or stopping in the middle of a driveway or an alleyway while somebody's leaving that said driveway or alleyway. So mm. it just it's a constant just nervousness about what could happen to them while they're free and running around the neighborhoods. Other than that, uh, you know, we throw a ball around. Like you said a couple episodes ago, we just throw a ball around sometimes. Uh, the girls are beginning to learn how to catch, so that's cool. Hey, uh, when yeah, Stepson's nice. home, yeah, when Stepson's home, got the grill going, we throw a football back and forth. So, yeah, that, that's beautiful. what we do. I like the idea. Yeah. I like doing that, too. When you're outside or, like, you're when you are grilling out and all of a sudden your kids are outside playing as well, you know, you don't want to just sit there grilling all the time. You want to they, – they ask you to play, right, or they want to do something. Right. So you're like, okay, well, let's throw the ball or uh, I'll chase you around a little bit, whatnot. Um, that's, I would say, definitely critical as well. Uh, I've been there, done that. Um no, I think that those are all great things to do as well. Um, I mean, how so how often is it that you are then actually being asked by your kids to do something? I mean, you may, okay, let's, you mentioned you take walks, but then all of a sudden you're like, the two-year-old's like, no, I'm too big for the stroller. I want to walk. I, I, I kind of, okay, stroller's fun, fine. I like doing the stroller too. Um, the one thing that makes me nervous is more or less when my kids want to bring like their tricycle or bicycle and then all of a sudden they stop using it. Um, it's like, okay, but you need to carry it now or you need to walk with it. You can't just leave it around because you wanted to bring it and I'm not going to carry it back. I've done it a couple times, but I mean... I, walking is a great activity. Gets you out of the house, gets the exercise, teaches kids to be out and about running around in a safe way because you do get to tell them not to run into the damn street. But mm-hmm. um, is letting them ride the bike or try it. We we can't, we will try it. We they haven't. She has the uh, the eldest hasn't asked to bring a bike yet. She has it. She can mm-hmm. ride it, but. As, and I think she would. I mean, that's something we can try this next season coming up here. We wanted mm-hmm. to get her a new bike anyway for her birthday. 
So we'll see how that goes. But that's a good there idea go. because I think that she wouldn't be the kid that would dra- you know, say, I don't want to ride it anymore halfway through the walk because she likes riding it that much. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, Maybe, I guess it's easier. You know. <laughs> I guess it, it's easier, though, too, because you, you guys being a smaller family in a sense, right? Okay. Right. I won't I can't I can't say smaller, but you know, being a family of 4 essentially, sometimes 5, right? When you're the family of 4, you've got the two little ones, you, they don't have a necessarily a bigger influence. For example, my 5-year-old and 3-year-old, they have a 9-year-old and a 12-year-old kind of influencing how they you know, when we do go for walks. They won't, like the 9-year-old and 12-year-old are going faster, right? Um, so all of a sudden now my five and three year old want to try to keep up. Okay. And they feel like they're going a little slower in their pace because of whatever. So all of a sudden they're like, Nope, I'm done. Let's go. (laughs) I'm going to find my way to keep up, which might be ditching their current form of transportation. So yeah, I can see that it it is what it is. So maybe, maybe it'd be easier for you uh, in the sense that you don't have, that big influence because you get you as the parents kind of get to keep the pace um right maybe the four-year-old with her biking would kind of pace ahead of you for safer for safety purposes right rather than running into you or whatnot but um no i think okay so walking is great activity just to get out of the house right um parks always great way to get out of the house oh and I think part of that is I never really was able to do that as a kid. Why, I don't know. I mean, I always got scolded for taking the cushions off the couch and so on and so on. We we did with, like, folding chairs, kind of mm, with blankets okay. on top of folding chairs. So that was a makeshift tent. But they have tents that they were given for their birthday or Christmas and they destroyed oh. those within the first month of them having them. So I think it would be, to your point, beneficial to create something out of our old couch cushions or whatnot and have them destroy it because who cares? That's that's the part of the best thing about building a four is you can destroy it. No, I mean you're not you don't want to necessarily destroy the couch uh, to the degree. No, 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 no. not not what? the couch. Okay, the maybe cushions. maybe I'm sorry. I was ta- I was reading it wrong. I know. I guess I know what you mean. Like, yes, you can take the cushions off, and mommy and dad won't. Mom and dad won't yell at you for doing it. You want to flip the couch over so you can make like a little triangular teepee that you can crawl through, like a little cave you can crawl under. Go for it. I mean, I did that when I was living with my parents, and my friends were over, and were like, "Let's build a fort." <laughs> we would flip yeah. the couches over and use those as like that. You know, again, we were just using anything around us, though, right? Um, I wish you would have had the time to do that as like as a kid yourself and not get yelled at for taking the cushions off the couch. But parents are different. No harm, no foul, right? I mean, like you said, you use folding chairs. So, um, I think I think building forts is always a fun thing, maybe to do as like a family or just a way to bond with children and whatnot. You know, get the creative juices flowing at that point see what you can really come up with or see what you're see what an adult can come up with versus what a child can come up with regardless it's creative <laughs> right so right creativity um, is key yeah you know another Do you, thing? i have a question for you go for it for extended family's sake 
Um, we uh, we are going down to Milwaukee and doing some Thanksgiving activities with nice. uh, family down there. Um, in a sense, I, and th- this is going to be different. Where you you want, I don't want to say tread lightly, but I'm going to try to. I'm going to be blunt about it right here. Families that are split, okay? So, for for an example here, uh, my nine-year-old, you know, he's not my biological kid. He is my, he's like a stepson to me. Um, but, you know, still love him to death, right? His, his mom and his dad are separated, of course. I'm married to his mom. Uh, they work, they work very well together on who, that's good on holidays and everything um whereas some other people for example myself um and my other nine-year-old who is not in the picture right now uh due to some hardships we would have you know when it came to our holidays and things we had to we always tried to make sure that he saw my family on the holidays when i had him so like on thanksgiving We'd go down to Milwaukee versus okay. going or staying here in town and having Thanksgiving with uh, my wife's family. Just because it's like, okay, well, they, my family doesn't necessarily get to see him all the time. They only got to see him during, like, birthdays, things of that nature. Uh, so it, it is it is what it is. Um, so, I mean, I, I want to tread lightly, but at the same time, just know that it's okay to have that conversation or try to figure out how you want to make it work. Uh, for those of you that have that 50, 50 placement is what it really is called. Um, if you guys have a great relationship and know how you want to split those holidays, knowing that, Hey, this year, uh, you know, I'd like to take them and see my family. Awesome. I mean, what it comes down to too, right. Is if you are truthfully with, you know, the significant, your significant other, and you've got a step a stepchild in that relationship, child's other parent, it shouldn't be a problem. No. Uh, the big problem is where you have very di- uh, hard time communicating or where both parents aren't really being parents. They're being more like ch- children, selfish children, I guess. Or just for some reason never able to agree on things at all. I won't say it's childish. It's just very hard to come to an agreement. Uh, because you s- each want to do it differently, even though you were told that you should try to co-parent. Uh, sometimes it's just very difficult to do. And it, I mean, it's very touchy. I won't d- dive too much into that. But this year we're going down to Milwaukee uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, whereas the past couple times we've actually gone to or stayed in town and gone to a restaurant uh, where my wife's family likes to go for Thanksgiving. Uh, but we're not doing that this year because it would be ungodly expensive <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when you bring in two extra children, it does get expensive, right? It's already expensive yes. as it is, um, especially when you're only when you all pay for your own bill. Um, it's you know, it's a it's a buffet kind of thing, or you don't really get to like say, okay, can I take your order? It's it's a supper club in a way. They have that specific, oh, here's your chicken or turkey or whatever, um, mashed potatoes, beans, things like that, and they serve out. Here's my thought on that. As much as I love spending time with family members, extend family in regards to that, 
I hate the idea that supper clubs are opened on Thanksgiving. Oh, because, I do too. Because those waiters, those waitresses, those hosts, hostesses, whatever, wherever, the cooks, the bartenders, what are they doing? They're not spending time with their family. Now, mm-hmm. let, let me let me rephrase, or let me let me retract that statement a little bit here. Now that I think about it, if it's early enough in the day that you guys are doing it, I think it's okay. Let's say four o'clock rolls around, and now you want to have dinner, and the supper club's open. I'm sorry, but that supper club, as much as they want the money, I know there are people that would go out there. I hate the idea that they're having their hostess, their cooks, their waiters, waitresses, bartenders come in for a few hours just because or to serve other families when they have a family of their own that they, they probably want to be with. That would drive me nuts. It does drive me nuts. It even drove me nuts when I was down in Milwaukee a couple of years back and Walmart was open. I'm oh. like, oh my gosh. Usually Walmart was closed on that day, right? They would probably, I think, be preset with everything um, prior to that. But I didn't like it. I, I even told somebody that was there, I was like, hopefully, you know, hopefully your day is almost over so you can go spend time with your family. I don't like the idea that Walmart's even open uh, on Thanksgiving because usually they were closed. And then all of a sudden they changed it because they want to get ready for Black Friday. And this is when people are like, hey, we're closing early. But then we're opening up at like 6 or 7 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. That's baffling. That, you know, I want to cover in a whole nother time uh, talking about or the evolution of Thanksgiving and being opened early for Black Friday shopping. Oh, my gosh. But, um, no, family activities, uh, you know, I do like, like I said earlier, spending time with my parents, watching TV. Um, well, have you, it's not even necessarily on Sundays either. Like, well, Fridays or Saturdays, we'll get together. Um and since my dad loves to cook, he'll just cook uh, some sort of meal. Um, now, the fun type, the fun extended family times is like New Year's Eve, which I know that's still a couple months out uh, or like a month out still. But he'll do like a three or four course meal. And he'll have like, it's not necessarily just family that comes over, but it's friends as well. Very wow. close friends that we have or that they have had or had over the years and they'll he'll invite them over and we have like a house of 20 to 25 people wow that's crazy yeah but it's it's a fun activity to go to you get to do that you have dinner and you don't necessarily have dinner until like seven eight o'clock right right you don't (laughs) want to have dinner too early you don't want to have it too early because you still want people to be up because then you're still home or you're still they're all still there for uh the ball drop and they'll normally turn on the ball drop once it gets closer or whatnot um but it's it's a good time so uh those are i mean those are some of the activities we like to do as family um holidays do get a little tricky sometimes but that you know that's because of how the family is built right being a mixed family and everything so we'll see how it all plays out this year because it's gonna be crazy um but no tell so what about you and your extended family and activities? Growing up, my both sides, my mom and my dad's side of the family, had instances throughout the year where we would go together 
to a zoo, park, whatever, family reunion for an extended, extended, extended family to a park uh, every year during the summer. But since that wonderful COVID, it kind of all just went to hell. And we don't get together that much anymore except for Christmas. But also, you got to – my house is not big. So trying to find a spot to place everybody in the house is very difficult. It just comes down to – I think what it really comes down to is the cooking's not bad or hard. It's the dishes. I hate dishes. Yeah. I'm I'm the one that does the dishes, but I hate it when it's, like, massive. Or, like, you all of a sudden – all my forks are gone because they're with family members. So now all of a sudden I actually have to do the forks in order to have them again, only to do them a third or fourth time mm-hmm. in one day. I get it. <laughs> so it, it causes stress. And it's like at one point I did we did host like Thanksgiving or something like that for family. And we had my parents. We had Sam's dad, uh, aunt come over uh we had my sister-in-law and her kid and i was just oh my gosh i i don't remember it was like i hate like it was okay but i hated doing the dishes i think i was just i was pissed off i was sitting there scrubbing away at dishes i'm like oh my gosh i hate this i hate this this is so much like it was stressing (laughs) me out it was so bad but at the same time you know i think to your point though i would rather do that and have people come to us only because then, you know, I know that my family and their family are coming here uh, together where and, and this is like the thing, too, I guess. Cousins, right? You have cousins. I'm the oldest cousin, but at the same time, well, I was also the first one married on in the cousin uh, out of the cousins. But now all my cousins are starting to find significant others as they okay. get older. Right. Eventually, when they sit down and want to start families of their own. They're going to be in the very same spot that you and I are in. So if you guys are looking at starting family member or families and you've got cousins out there that are looking or you feel like you're stressing out because you don't want to go to your extended family's thing because you've got your parents, you've got your spouse's parents, you've got your own thing you want to do for like Christmas, for example. Everybody wants to be at home on Christmas, right? For their little kids. Right. And it's just one of those things where you want to be at home so your kids can be there on the day that Santa dropped off their gifts. Right. So they can open them up. It's very hard to do when all of a sudden you're down there. You're like somewhere else. Okay. So it's, it's a stressful environment at that point. Um, As a kid, you probably don't really care. Sometimes you do. Like I know my kids care about being home. Um, I certainly have started caring because I want my kids to be home so they can see the gifts when they get home, knowing that they're there <laughs> rather than all of a sudden the next day you get home, for example. Um, so it is what it is. But as as like the cousins or family members get older and start having the families of their own, you're going to want to they're going to probably want to split off, too. And maybe th- at that point, it's like, OK, your extended family stuff is now done, not because it's a bad thing, but because it's like. You guys are just too damn busy to fit every family thing into one in like a few days. So, I mean, that's where you're probably at. And that's why you, like you said, you have that great system for Thanksgiving where you've got a rotation in a sense. 
And I like, yep. you know, that's a great idea. I like that activity idea. So is there any other activities? I know before we do wrap it up and, you know, even move on to our next. No, I think that's, we summed it up pretty well. I, you know, unlike the hobbies where I have a ton of hobbies, uh, I think the activities that we spend <laughs> with family uh, are a bit hard to do with the age that we're, that they're in right now. But I do have a lot of things that I want to do in the future for sure. So, Hey, uh, you know, that's always a good thing to bring up too. And as a reminder, activities our family activities are all based on your kid's age if you have kids you gotta remember there's an age age thing you got to keep in consideration if it's you and your spouse and you're trying to do a family activity that should be pretty damn easy do what you want world is your oyster (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so you guys are free to do whatever you want as soon as you have one kid in the equation though you gotta remember that it's gotta pique their interest and that can be the trick or the kicker <laughs> to finding the right activity. Let's get down to it. And I wanted I'm to share. I'm ready to laugh. We're grown. We, whatever. I think besides some of the laughing that we had going on tonight, we need a really good laugh. Okay. I've got two here. This one was from uh, last week, Monday, and I think it'll get some people laughing here. What do you call a parrot that can't fly? What? A walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, yep. That I figured that would be a good one. A walkie-talk. Uh, a parrot that can't fly is a walkie-talkie. All right. And tonight's joke. Sunday. Sunday, November twentieth. Don't tell jokes when you're ice skating. The ice <laughs> might crack up. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, lo- I love these jokes. I mean, they, they do get better sometimes, but then there are some weeks where they're just not so good. Um, but, yeah, so, hey, guys, no, I appreciate it uh, as usual. You know, Jared, thank you very much for, as well, um, being the constant co-host yeah. or being, you know, constant host as well. I won't call you a co-host because you're not really well, – you and I are co-hosts together, but – you know, being a host of this show. Closing out remarks, I leave that up to you tonight. All right. Closing out remarks. Folks, send us an email. The inbox is looking a little uh, little empty. So let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any crazy family activities that we didn't mention this evening. Uh, and that would make us maybe want to do it. So let us know. Email is in the description of the podcast. So fire away, and uh, and as as we've said before, activities with your family is good bonding time. So let your bonding time with your family commence, and have a great rest of your week. Also, I will say one other thing: Happy holidays. As you yes. might be listening Happy to this during the holidays, Happy Thanksgiving. We will see you next time. Have a good one, Jared. You too. 